This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. For the 2023-2024 season, the West Amway podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised West Ham fixture over the course of the season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and go down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. Green King Sport have just recently launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be the home to fan content, deals and competitions throughout the season. Drop them a follow and you won't just be the first to know about all this, you'll be helping out the West Ham way. You're listening to the West Ham way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. This week we're reflecting our loss at Anfield, our time in Liverpool, and our opening game in the Europa League before getting news from X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. Two games for the Amers last week. Let's start with our trip to Anfield yesterday. Always a tough place to go. What did you make of the performance and the result? Um, the performance, you know, first half was decent. We had a couple of chances that we really need to take. And this is our continuous problem. At Anfield, it happened last year, happened this year, it's happened years gone by, that we get chances and we don't take them and then they end up um, taking theirs and the result is a win to them. And it happens so regularly and it's so frustrating because we did we did create chances and we played quite well. But uh, as always, we missed the opportunities. They took theirs and that was the difference between getting a result there and, and not. Yeah, it was. I think we started well. And I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of taking your chances. I mean, you can say that about any game you play, but especially when you play against a top six side, you have to take your chances. And we mm. did have chances. We yeah. did. I mean, uh, if you look at... You know, uh, the Suchek uh, chance, for example, great cross from Lucas, great save, to be fair, from their keeper. Yeah. Um, Antonio, fucking oh, hell, mate. Disaster. I mean, we were there in the stands, mm. right, and it looked bad. But yeah. when you look at it on telly, 
I'm thinking, what is he fucking doing? I know. Antonio. I, I mean, I'm trying to be kind, and I, and I want to say he's at least got rid of the target. But, mate, to be honest, when you look at it time after time after time, I think that's generous. I think he's got a score. But mm. actually... What he delivers is pretty much a throwing for the other fucking side, yeah. and, it, and it's typical Antonio. I, I don't, I don't want to dig him out. I really don't. But fucking hell, like he's either world class or the world's worst player. And mm. in situations like that, when you have to take the chances at Anfield, fucking hell. I mean, it, he's so frustrating, actually. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was an absolutely dreadful miss. As you say, it was nowhere near the target. I don't know how he's managed to get it so wrong um, again. And as you say, he gets it so wrong, so regularly and so right, so regularly as well. So yeah. it's just, a, it's just a very, very frustrating player. He's, when he's got time like he had then and he's got light and it's not instinctive, that's when he's at his worst. He's at his best when it's like the ball falls here and he's got to react quickly with that because he, he was on his own. And obviously the cross was kind of floating he had a couple of seconds to think what he was going to do with it, and that's where yeah. he, that's that's where he messes up. <laughs> and like, he just needs to almost not think. If he could like somehow switch off any form of life in his head and just literally got instincts, then he'd be a, a much better <laughs> player. And uh, it's just so it's just so frustrating because like you think to yourself like. You know, like you just said there, on the, on his day, he can be brilliant. Like he can terrorise the defenders. You know, the amount of times he's got the ball and he's being kicked all over the place by four of their defenders or whatever, and he still comes out of the ball and creates opportunities. And he's, you know, the amount of times that other opposition centre-backs say he's a nightmare to play against, and sometimes you think, well, he's brilliant. And then it's just times like that. If he could just have more composure in the penalty area, I mean, he, like, like we've said again, he probably wouldn't play for West Ham because he'd play for a top, top club. But yeah. that that lack of composure and that lack of ability to put chances away consistently, you know, he's our all-time top Premier League goal scorer. Imagine, <laughs> imagine how many goals he could have had if he actually took most of the chances he gets. Like yeah. you know, being yeah. being the, being hundreds by now, and yeah. and you know, and, it, and it's so frustrating. And then you know, Gerard Bowen missed, uh, obviously scored a header, but then he missed an uh, easy header in the second half as well. Yeah. And you know, that's that's two. I mean, Suchek's. I think it was a good save. So I think Suchek pretty much did what he needs to do. It was quite a long way out, put it down well. So you can't blame Suchek for his one. But the, the Antonio and the Bowen ones both should have been scored. And, you know, that's two goals. Uh, Anfield and, you know, it, it, we would have been ahead. Um, <coughs> when we scored, when Antonio missed his. So, you know, it just... It just um, yeah, it's just so frustrating at times. It really isn't. You know, we've got one win at Anfield in 50-odd years. I think, I think the stat was something like four wins in that since 1914 mm. uh, at Anfield. It's just, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, obviously, Liverpool were a dominant force in for most of their existence, so it is a hard place to go to. But to have that bad a record is unbelievable, really. Well, it is, and... Again, it comes down to chances. You have mm. to take your chances because if you take that first half alone, so I know Jared's uh, came in the second half and he should have scored that. He's put it straight down the keeper's throat. Fair play, but it is what it is. But the first half, you know, if we if we would have converted those two chances alongside the goal that we'd already scored, you know, that's three goals there at Anfield. That forces yeah. their hand. And, and Liverpool are already attacking. They already have an attacking philosophy because they're at home and they're against West Ham. They believe they're a better side and they're putting it on us, right? But if we go 3-0, three, 3-1 three, up, 
it forces their hand even more so to a point where they have to almost go gun-o and, and lob everyone forward. And at that point, that massively plays into the hands of the system we play because we're a counter-attacking side. So we actually almost like inviting pressure to then go and counter-attack to score even more goals. So if those goals go in, it's a fucking game-changer. And I know I'm stating the obvious here, but it is literally about taking your chances, and unfortunately, we didn't do that. No, and also, and also, we didn't defend their chances well enough either. If you think the oh. the first goal was a penalty, and yes, it was a penalty, but it is still a penalty that we've conceded, and he probably would have scored the way it looked. He'd cut in. I think it's a difficult one to be too critical. But then that, that their second goal, where they've just lofted it over our defence again, which is very similar to the goal against Manchester City that we conceded. You know, we probably could have defended that goal better. Yes, it's a good finish, but still, it's um, it, he's had you know time to float that ball over the defence, haven't cut it out. Keepers came off his line. It's, <laughs> I think things could have been done better again. So again, it's soft goals conceded and not taking your chances, and you just can't do that against Liverpool. You know, they're they're no. too so same as Man City. These sorts of teams, you've got to take them, and yeah, is it? <laughs> It's just frustrating. It's not the end of the world. The way to look at it is, you know, it's frustrating based on how we played, but we never get anything from Anfield anyway. When you look at the fixtures, one of the fixtures that you always um, write off is is that one at Anfield. You know, you, because of the history that we've had at Anfield, um, we, you kind of know that you're unlikely to get something there. Same with Man City. You kind of know that you're unlikely to get something against them. So the key now is to put both those results to bed now. We've got them out of the way early on. We're still sitting nicely in the table, you know, and if we can beat Sheffield United, which, you know, given on what they've just gone through at the weekend, you would hope we would, then things are back on track. Get a win against them and still the league table's looking decent at this period of time. So it's, it's frustrating based on the, on the performance um, and what we should have got from the game being the context of black and white and what the, the important games for our season it isn't it's important ones we've got something from well let's talk a little bit about Nyaf word because when you look at the penalty it's one of those isn't it where it's a split second decision and you can say well look he's he's just acted on momentum he's acted on instinct but for me, at the same time, if you've done your research, you know Mo Salah, you know he likes to cut in on the left, and you're in the penalty box, and you're sticking out a leg, you're always taking a risk. Oh, because he dives as well, so any contact is going to go down. Well, he does, so you, mm. so you know that, right? Mm. So, so you have to be extra cautious because of that, for example. Mm. But I don't know, with Naif, I, I, I love him. I think he's got so many good attributes to his game. I really, really do. I like him. I think it's a solid centre half. However, and I don't know if you you and the listeners agreed with this, but my only concern about Naif is that he's potentially the Ben Rama of our defence. Oh, in the yeah. sense, sense that he will be a world beater one day and be a liability the next day. And mm. I don't know if you agree with that. But, but, I'd but, say but, more like Antonio. Like a, well, well, yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well however, class and then a disastrous mistake. Yeah, I mean, however you paint it, I think by the sounds of things, we're on the same page in that respect. Yeah. So in that respect, is it the time to bring Mavropanos in? Because I'm not being funny. The club we signed him from, he was doing fantastically well. Greece, 
his form is fantastic. He's even scoring goals as a centre-half. He's scored two goals in his last fucking game with Greece. Yeah. He looks solid. Against um, Bakatopola, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. So is it the time to bring him in overnight, or is that harsh? It is harsh, but I think the benefit of having a squad that we have now is that you can make harsh decisions and ultimately they benefit the squad. You know, if you're dropping him for, you know, an academy player, then it would have been very harsh, but you're you're not. You're dropping him for a player that is, as you said, a Greek international, someone that smashed up the German league, been voted one of the best centre-backs in that league, uh, has been brought over as one of our summer signings, has looked good in the, the one game that he has played I think actually for me especially as it's Sheffield United as well so you're taking a chance replacing Aguero with Mavropanos but if you're going to take a chance the best time to take it is against a team that's been thumped eight nil surely so I, I personally would actually bring Mavropanos in for Aguero um, for that game and then you've got the Lincoln game after, um, sorry, you've got the Lincoln game before. I would have um, Mavropanos probably in that for fitness. Um, and then after that, you've got a European game after the Sheffield United game. So Gwen could come in for that. But uh, either way, for Sheffield United, I think Mavropanos should should go in ahead of Gwen personally now. Because mm. you like otherwise, there's when you've made two mistakes like he has against the last two games, and I, I seem to have a, a memory that there was one, another one as well that I'm forgetting but certainly those two if if you know you don't want to ruin someone's confidence but at the same time you need to promote in my eyes that there's strength in the squad and if Mavropano sees this and then still can't get in he's going to start to think well what have I why have I joined this team if I'm just going to sit on the bench when clearly this is my opportunity now so I think you, you have to handle it Gwen sensitively um, but I think you need to say to him, you give for this game. You know, he got Steph. Mavropanos is going to come in and we'll see how he does. But you've got games in Europe and others coming up to prove that it should be you. And then you've got them fighting for their place. But you have to manage them sensitively because Aguered probably sees himself as one of our best players. So if he's then getting dropped, you've got to manage that properly or you get disunity in the squad. Mm. Well, on a positive note, a superb equaliser, by the mm. way. I mean, it started with a great ball from Lucas excellent mm. cut play from Jared nice little layout from Mickey decent cross from Vlad excellent old school header we don't see mm. enough of them in the game do we excellent no. old school header very brave very tenacious from, from Jared Bowen and it's what we deserved at that time mm. and at that time X you, you think you, you've got half a chance didn't you yeah, and it was a good ball from Chaffel. And to be fair to him, that's another floated cross that's led to a goal. So he's obviously get, getting the floated crosses right. If he can add whipped crosses, because there was one certainly um, in the second half, I thought just whip it in and he just tried to float it again. If he could get the mixture between his crossing, that could be a real asset to his game. But obviously floating crosses, has two games now where he's got um, assists um, from. So fair play to him. It was a great goal. Gerard did well. I didn't actually think Gerard played that well, to be fair, but still mm. he's come out with a come out with a goal, a brave goal, and fair play to him. You know, at the end of the day, you can take him having an off game if he's still going to contribute like he did. So, um, and obviously he was on the back of being ill all week as well. So he's got that 
that, that excuse too. But yeah, it, it, it was a good goal. And, you know, and as I said, we, we were playing well. You know, there's a couple of times, you know, credit to Suchek. Suchek's ball for Antonio was spot on as well. Just yeah, Antonio, just, Antonio didn't take it. And so we're getting better at picking players out in the box. But um, yeah, it's the, it's the same old. We just don't take them all the time. I think Suchek's become a better player without Rice, you know. I was going to say that. I, I, you know, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily because of Rice, but certainly this season he's looked back to the Suchek that we first had. You know, he's getting more involved in the game now. I actually haven't looked to back this up stats wise, but I'd be surprised if the stats don't back me up. I think he's much more, much more involved in the game now. He's getting chances. Obviously he scored in Europe. He threw a, a very good save. He would have scored against Liverpool. Um, defensively, he was offering stuff. He created stuff. He seems a bit more like his body language seems a lot more positive at the moment as well. And he seems a lot more like, like a proper player. Now, last year, honestly, at times I just genuinely questioned how anyone could ever think about picking him. But this season, I think he's looked a lot better this season. And it's good because, you know, you talk about, we signed four players for Declan Rice leaving. Well, arguably we might have four and a half now because Suchek's playing a lot better as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. How do you feel about Lucas on the wing? I don't like it personally. Uh, for me, wingers when you're like need to be wingers that ho- that hog the flank, uh, so they sort of get down that wing. They take people on. They cut. In, they put their crosses. They cut in to get shots in. Paqueta always drifts into the centre, which he's naturally going to do because that's his natural position where he's played all his career, where he plays for his national team. And I, I'm not a fan of it. But the problem is if you're going to try to accommodate. Alvarez, who who you can't drop, Ward Prowse, who you can't drop, Paqueta, who you can't drop, and Suchek, who would be the one I would drop, but that would be incredibly harsh, then this is the only way you're going to accommodate them all, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hog the flank. I thought you were talking to Cockney Rhymes flank for a minute. Yeah, I don't know if that's a fries. What did I say? What did I say? Hog the flank. Yeah, I think that does make sense. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, these, no, uh, I think uh, it made sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like you're always standing on the wing, hogging it, always there, like making that your position. <laughs> no, I think it does in a, in a roundabout way. Makes sense, I think. <laughs> well... Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it, to summarise, in my opinion, it was a game of taking chances. And, and I'm stating the obvious there, but especially when you go away from home against a decent team, you, you, you've got to take your chances. And we did have them. And, and I suppose you can take the positive in the sense that we created them. We could have scored them. If we'd have scored them on a different day, it could have been a great day. Um, but we didn't, and it is what it is. You know, it's, it's Liverpool away. We never get anything from Anfield, and it is just one of those things, unfortunately. Mm. But, X, we didn't just go for the game. We went there on Saturday, and uh, we spent some time in Liverpool. And I don't really know where to start with this, because in a run-up to to Liverpool, right? So we've been to Liverpool before, and we've had some fucking mad nights out in Liverpool, by the way. Fucking mad nights out. But with this one... I'm being told that our good friend, our very good friend, Chesney Hawks, just so happens to be playing in Liverpool. So he's gigging in Liverpool on the Saturday night at an event called Pop World. Now, for those that don't understand Pop World, the concept of Pop World is they pull all the of the sort of best-selling artists from the 90s and bring them all together 
to put on a show for everyone. So it's Blue, it's Peter Andre, it's Steps, it's people like Chairs, it's Roman Keating. In fact, I've literally just given you the yeah. line-up for that night. Who else um, could it be? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so for me, when I heard that, and, and I heard that we got two tickets on the guest list to, to go and see Chez, firstly, I was very appreciative that, that Chez had done that. Secondly, I'd love to have seen Chez live because I'd never seen him live before. And like I say, we think a lot of him, so we want to show our support. So I'm up for it in that respect. And then I'm thinking selfishly, because then I'm thinking, okay, what time is he on? How much of this shit have I got to watch? <laughs> and uh, I'm not talking about Chesney's set, by the way. Because <laughs> very good. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope he's like, not like listening to set show. aside. Yeah, I have to be very clear on this. Chesney set aside. Uh, how much of this have I got to watch? Is this an all-nighter? I'm hoping not. You know, selfishly, I want to go and see Ches. I think he's very talented. Uh, he's now got his son, Indy, playing with him, which is beautiful. The band are, good, are, are, are great boys. And actually, to be fair, to be fair, and I, I'm being straight with you now, they do make some decent music, Chesney Hawks. Obviously, he's famous for the one and only, but, um, you know, skipping forward to the night itself, I, I thought they smashed the set. But anyway, I am thinking selfishly, and I'm thinking, okay, so what point is he on? Are we going to have to get there early and sit through two, three hours before he gets on? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm thinking selfishly. Then a text come through from Chez saying, "Um, boys, I'm on at 6.45. Get there early. I'm opening the show. Now I'm thinking, fucking hell, that's a touch. Because if we get there at quarter to seven and he does half hour, which he told us he was doing, we can support Chez, enjoy Chez, and then you're out at quarter past seven and the night's your own, right? So I'm thinking that's a result. Now, naively, I'm thinking X is on the same page because with all due respect to all of the groups that night, that concept and that 90s cheese, if you like, is my worst nightmare. I'm not into it. I don't like it, right? <laughs> Says the man who goes to Celine Dion concerts. <laughs> well, I was due to until she cancelled it. But to be fair... And George fair, Michael. To be fair, listen, don't this George, mate. Don't, you're taking it to another level now. If you want a problem, mate, if you want a problem on your hands, you talk to me about George Michael, right? Put some respect on that geezer's name. I love George Michael. And, and, and for the record, Celine Dion was... Uh, you know, I was taking one for the wife, really. So, <laughs> but when it comes to 90s cheese, it's not my cup of tea at all. Now, I naively assumed from the get-go that X was on the same page, right? So I'm thinking, okay, he's on at 6.45. He's going to finish at quarter past seven. Worst case, we're out there at half seven. We'd have enjoyed Chesney, and now the night's our own. Now... We've jumped in the cab, me and X, and it's a bit of a fluster because we actually got to Liverpool at six o'clock and we literally gave ourselves 10 minutes to have a quick change of clothes and then we're straight out again. Now, we've got to the M&S Arena in uh, Liverpool and the queues are fucking massive, by the way, and we've got to collect our uh, um, uh, our tickets that were provided by Chez and we've joined this queue and X, bless him, in true X form, is stressing a little bit about time. So we're in the queue, and he said to me, 
Dave, he said, uh, when we get through security, he said, um, you know, we're going to have to run to our seat because we're going to miss it. And I said to him, X, I ain't being funny, mate. We already look like a pair of cunts just being here. I said, there's no fucking way I'm running to my seat. See <laughs> Chesney Alts perform, right? That ain't happening, right? See oh, Chesney, there's only one of us that is your true fan here. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But I thought there's no fucking way. As much as I love Chez, I ain't fucking sprinting to my seat. Because let's be fair, X, right? If you look at the queue, and it was a massive queue, it's full of birds, yeah? yeah. We, like, and, you, and you're complaining? What? Oh, God, no. I wasn't complaining <laughs> in that respect. Exactly. But, but where I'm complaining is we're standing in the queue looking like two fucking geezers that are a couple that are having a midlife crisis, right? <laughs> and now you're asking me to run to my fucking seat to watch Chesney Alts. I mean, just think about that for a minute. I didn't buy into that at all, right? So anyway, we've eventually got to our seat and we have watched him and he was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Is he worth running for? Um, <laughs> well... I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a bit of a pass on this question when I say that we didn't actually need to because we thought we needed to, but actually when it came to coming to our seat, there was a bit of a delay, and uh, we didn't need to run. So we saw him live. Yeah, Chesney, brilliant. The boys, brilliant, fantastic. But what I didn't know, and this is where my naivety comes into play because I've known X for a long time now, is X didn't share my pain at potentially going into this 90s night. He fucking loves that shit. So, That's a bit of an exaggeration. Oh, you do? Uh, I, I, I mean, I've got to say, mate, we're, we're in this queue, right? We're in this queue. And, and and I don't know, right? At this point, I don't know if X is winding me up. Of course, like, Barbie was teasing you because it was so no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Because no. at one point, at one point, right, you showed... Because I said to you, right, because you're, you're bigging it up and you're saying, oh, you know, I, I, I'm up for doing an all-nighter and I want to see all the bands, all that. I said, X, you're <laughs> fucking laugh, mate. And I, I said, please tell me you're fucking joking. I said, we'll watch Chairs and we'll go, eh? And he's like, well, no, you know, I'd like to stick around for a bit and all that. I said, oh, X, come on, mate. I said, you're fucking joking. And and at, at this point in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if he's being serious or not. I can't work him out if he's winding me up or not, right? So then he shows me a text message to his wife. And he sends me, he shows me this fucking message, right? And he and he's put and he sent his wife the flyer for, for the event we're about to go into. And his wife responds with that's right up your street, isn't it? And at that point, <laughs> she was being sarcastic. Well, you say that. <laughs> at that was. point, at that point, I knew I was fucked. Right? When I saw <laughs> that message, I knew I was fucked, right? So then I'm thinking, do you know what? To be fair, and I'm, I'm bigging you up here now, X actually puts himself out for me quite a lot. Like he does a lot of the driving. He wow. Up, he six put, he, years. And he said, six years is taking for his moment. Well, no, no, no. I always, you know, on a one-to-one, -one, I always thank you. But, but, I, but you know, it, to be you fair. You can say I'm whatever just, you want now, mate. You can call me Blue's biggest fan. You know, I finally cracked him. Oh, I'm not having that. I'm, not, I'm very appreciative. But, you know, when it comes to away days, he does all the driving. He puts up with a lot of my nonsense on a night out. And, uh, 
You know, he's he's as good as Goldick. So so part of me thinks, whilst I'm fucking devastated <laughs> that I've got to spend a fucking entire night in Liverpool listening to Peter Andre and fucking Claire from Steps, um, I owe it to him, really. So I left it in his hands. Uh, to be and, fair, Claire uh, from Steps wasn't on my wish list. Neither was Peter Andre particularly either. They just happened to be on the agenda that was already there. Like, if he had said to me, right, mate, do you want to go to a concert? It's Claire from Steps and Peter Andre. I'd be like, no, you were right. I think I'll leave that. So I wasn't particularly buzzy about them. Bass Hunter was a massive disappointment <laughs> from my memories. And unless I completely have missed, like, twisted my memory somewhere, I'm sure sure I saw him in Ibiza and he was actually quite good um, but that was clearly not the vibe I was looking for and Ronan Keating we only watched one song from I don't think we watched one song and we left so it, it was blue that, that had my heart and before you go too far with all of this Dave I shall warn you I have a video of you singing along and dancing to blue no right okay yes, so, yes. I, so I have and yes. instant response, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so by the way, I have a video of you singing to Let It Go by Frozen. So, you know, <laughs> if, if you want to play this card, mate, if you want to bring war, <laughs> you've got that, a war. That, that, okay? was part, that was part of the me trying to sort of make you sort of like, <laughs> think I was absolutely loving it, think that I'd done all night. I mean, I'd, because I'm going to be honest with you, let it, <laughs> let it snow from Frozen is let not... Snow. What was it called? Let <laughs> It's about it's about snow, isn't it? So that, that'd be more appropriate. <laughs> let it snow. Let it snow <laughs> okay, let it go. So that shows how much knowledge I have of that song. Is not a song I would particularly choose to listen to in my car. So the fact <laughs> that I was singing along was to try and like jab you a little bit with how much fun I was having at your expense. So yeah, that was that right. Okay, so in my defence, mm. right. Um, Blue performed a song called Too Close, yeah? And now I am, um, I mean, w- when I grew up, I-, I was always part of a family that-, that-, that loved reggae, ska, soul, all that kind of stuff. And then sort of in later years, I liked um, a lot of the so, American 90s R&B artists, yeah? And, and one of them was uh, Next, a group called Next. And they sang a song called Too Close. And... Sure as shit, Blue covered that, and uh, and actually, to be fair to them, did did a half decent job. But the reason you caught me singing along to that was because it took me back to the time when I, I heard a proper band perform it, and uh, I was reliving my youth, so to speak. So mm, um, I've got debatable. you. Debatable. Debatable. It's a fucking fact. I'm telling you. <laughs> we still had a good time. You're just playing hard to get with this because you you don't want to admit that you actually enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, musically, I've got to be honest, I, I found it a bit tough. The thing is, X, you know, I go back to what I was saying, mate, and, and uh, you know, I have to be strong on this. You you do put yourself out for me a lot. And I do genuinely, I'm publicly saying this, you know, you do at times put up with a bit of shit and you do sort of look after me and you do. So I owed it to you. So I didn't want to sort of like literally sit there in a pit of depression. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, you know, it was it was a lively night. It was an energetic night. I was constantly mm. conscious that people were talking about us behind us because it fucked me, mate. I'll tell you what, if you're a single man, which me and you ain't, Pop world is the fucking place.
place to be. Yeah, it's an awesome problem we're seeing in the crowd with all of these drunk women wearing next to nothing. Oh, (laughs) mate, it's unbelievable. I I reckon there's quite a few blokes listening to this wishing they were on the same night out as us. No doubt. Yeah. And to be fair, if you're single, Pop World is the fucking place. Because it was, it, I mean, listen, honestly, I'd like to say I'm a, I'm a happily married man, but it was fucking wall to wall. You know, <laughs> never mind your night out, fucking go to Pop World and, and you're in your element. Like fucking <laughs> Willy Wonka's fucking chocolate factory. Um, and, we, and we had some funny incidents while we were there as well. Well, we did. And, and that then brings me on to my perception of Liverpool, right? Now, now I understand especially in this day and age, in 2023, you can't say fuck all about anything. You can't say nothing about no cunt, right? But... (laughs) So well explained. (laughs) (laughs) I love your way of words. Can't say fuck all about no cunt. (laughs) Those GCSEs in English are doing you so well right now, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, am I wrong? You are right, though. You're right, yeah. Right, okay. So this then brings me on to Liverpool, right? Now, now, this is where I have to be a bit careful, but at the same time, that's just a sort of lame disclaimer. I'm actually <laughs> going to ruin Liverpool, what I'm about to say. <laughs> and and listen, apologies if we've got any fans uh, or, or listeners of the show that, that live in Liverpool or have an affiliation with Liverpool or, or whatever your ties to Liverpool may be. But fuck me, Liverpool is a weird place, X. I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest. I, I don't actually know where to start, right? So so we, me and X have been to Liverpool a couple of times and we've had a decent night out. But even when we've had a decent night out, it's... And don't get me wrong, in itself, it's a beautiful thing because it's multicultural. Liverpool is a city that doesn't discriminate. You've got fat, thin, black, white, fucking, you know, what, whatever you are it's accepted in Liverpool, which is great. It really is great. But fuck me, is it a weird place? And and I've got to say, Scousers, fucking Scousers, really strange people, really <laughs> strange people. And, 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 and I'm sorry, X, I don't, I don't actually know how much trouble I'm going to get in <laughs> for saying this, but I don't know what they put in the fucking water up there, right? But they are fucking nuts, Scousers. <laughs> and do you know what it is? It's the unnecessary aggression in Scousers. I've never seen anything like it. Now, listen, I've been all over the country. I've been all over Europe, mainly with West Ham, mainly with you. I've never seen a group of people that I can talk about, like I could uh, talk about Scousers. It's, It's the strangest thing. They're so fucking aggressive. They literally just, just like they can argue with themselves. I, I don't understand it. They constantly got the ump. And do you know what? We was there for one night, X, weren't we? One yeah. night. But there's so many examples. So many examples. I mean, when we're queuing up for this fucking pop world, right? And honestly, I, I felt like a right prick. And uh, to a point where I think people behind us were thinking, uh, what's the dynamic between those two? Direct who's bumming over and. and <laughs> Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, I don't think I don't think people believe that. I, I think there was people were thinking me and you were something, you know, more than friends. <laughs> well, um, maybe they're true on that one. Maybe we just haven't revealed that yet. Well, you know, we'll leave that to the listeners <laughs> to decide. Um, but you know, we're in a queue, right? And X has got a bit of a stress on. He's trying to convince me that we have to sprint to our seat to see Chesney Alts at this point. And, Chesney, um, I'm pleased to say that I do love you that much. Oh it's yeah, just... yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But you know, we're in this queue, and there is a professional cameraman that's clearly been hired by the event to scan through the, the, the crowd to, to to get the atmosphere, yeah? So to generate the atmosphere, to get the buzz, to, to this and the other. Now, I saw him coming a mile off, and when he got to us, I'm like, fucking hell, I already feel like a fucking mega pedo in this queue. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to be well, seen Why have we gone from being well. gay and bummy each other to being pedophiles now just because he went to a 90s music concert? I'm just telling you how I felt, right? Now, now I'm not saying you should have felt ex, that way, what but this ex, is how mass, I felt. Mass murderers, serial killers, what else have we done? Just like a, a 90s concert. Jimmy yeah, Savile's yeah, 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 best yeah, mate. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, I'm already feeling like I'm massively into bestiality. In this <laughs> and... Um, and and this this cameraman's scanning across the crowd, and he's saying, "All right, girls, all right, boys, come on, how are you feeling about tonight? You up for it and all that?" He's trying to get fucking generate an atmosphere, trying to get some energy and all that. And this is fucking ex- at any point, right? You, you clarify if I'm lying. Yeah, because you were there every step of the way. He's scanning across. Right, I can see this cunt coming. I'm like, "Fuck me!" I, I already don't want to be in this queue, but one million percent because I'm on the outside. I'm on this camera if he comes across and he wants to talk to me or whatever. So I get on the phone. I'll pretend to be on a fucking phone. I'm, 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 I'm on a fucking movie <laughs> phone call now, right? But in front of us is this probably 17-year-old. Now, this cameraman, who obviously has the best of intentions, he just wants to create the best of content, is scanning across. And he gets his 17-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's put the camera in his face and this fucking 70 year old and this is what I mean about Scousers and by the way we haven't even got going yet right this is one example of many and remember we're there one night right this is the first example we can give you the cameraman's scanning across and he gets this 70 year old kid he goes alright lad you're up for it tonight and straight away this 17 year old goes get the fucking camera up my face no <laughs> and the cameraman goes you are <laughs> get that fucking camera out my fucking face right it's like and, and, and do you know what the mad thing was right this cameraman has been hired on a corporate basis he should be the epitome of professionalism he should concentrate on content he should be good with people he should hold himself in the highest of regard right instead of him just saying oh okay mate sorry I, I apologise and this is what I mean about scousers. He goes to him, 
you bar. The other case goes, get that fucking camera up my face. He said, I'll fucking see you inside. It's a fucking cameraman saying that. The cameraman has gone to him, I'll fucking see you inside, right? Which is quite a sinister remark, right? Now, the funny fucking thing. Now, you got to remember, me and X are behind this kid and his mum, by the way. So this kid has been... It's come to pop well with his mum, right? Now, his mum is saying, Liam, listen, calm down. Calm down, look. It's not worth it. Come on, let's just get in here and have a nice time. Right? The mum just blatantly wants to see Ronan Keaton and she doesn't want her son to fuck this up for her. She's obviously fucking saved up for fucking nine months to come and see Ronan Keaton. So he's like, he's like, no, no, fuck that. He said, he wants to see me inside. I'll fucking put him in hospital, cunt. And he said, no, Liam, 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 come on, love. Come on, love. Just leave it, love. Leave it. And at that point, he's gone, no, fuck it. He said, give me the fucking front door keys. I'm going home. Oh, no, Liam. Liam, don't do that. Come on, Liam. Come on. Fucking, we've been waiting months for this, Liam. Come on. No, I'm going home. Fuck it. He wants to fucking see me inside, yeah? I'll fucking, I'll fucking put him in hospital, the cunt. <laughs> And we're standing there looking at each other thinking, fuck, is this actually happening, right? <laughs> so then we go in, right? Thankfully, we haven't had to run to our seats. We've casually <laughs> strolled to our seats as, as, as what is clearly a couple to everyone else. I mean, they're, they're blatantly thinking me and X is married. We're having some sort of sordid affair, whatever it may be. <laughs> So we've taken our seats. Uh, why, why, why do they not think these things when we go on an open-top bus tour together? Why is this such a 90s concert? Well, you say that, but it's in context, isn't it? I mean, you go to the <laughs> 90s pop concert as a 40-year-old uh, or someone in your 40s and you go with your mate and you're surrounded by nothing but women. <laughs> you're, just, you're clearly a friend of Chesley Hawks. What more is that to say? Well, I... I can only hope that's what they thought because <laughs> what was also strange is to, to, to people around us is that if you look at it through their eyes, me and you have rocked up, right? We're sitting next to each other. It's only me and you. We're the only geezers there, really. We're clearly in a relationship. Um, <laughs> to what degree? Who knows? Are we married? Are we just fucking each other? That, that's that. That's the the the, the topic of conversation. You do know kids listen, kids listen to this show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies to. <laughs> and this is the free one as well. It goes all over Sky Sports. And we've just been shortlisted for be, for best podcast in the Premier League. We are the official West Ham representation of Talk Sport <laughs> on Sky Sports as well. So. When, when they just... say Talksport proudly is in association with the West Ham <laughs> way, we're like, and just... now we're talking about fucking each other now. And just, and just to break the news, and I, I didn't want to need to break it now, but just for the context of the conversation, we have been shortlisted in the Football Content Awards as the best pro, um, best podcast um, in the yeah. Premier League. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. Get, get, get your votes in for us if you love talking about, uh, about blokes fucking, about, uh, about, about um, how... 
how Dave's into bestiality, how um, <laughs> how you can't talk, you can't fucking talk about no cunt no more. Um, you know, just get to, it's top quality <laughs> Premier League football production content. This, like, if we if we don't win that award, then it's an absolute travesty. And I literally, <laughs> when you put it like that, I don't even know how we've got a podcast anymore. I literally, <laughs> how are we allowed to say anything publicly? It's fucking mental. Isn't it? yeah. So please vote for us on the football content. <laughs> Best podcast awards. Well, she'll be putting the link out later. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Football content being the key part of uh, that. You get a little bit of that. You get a little bit of that. Oh, fucking hell. That's so funny. But that that is the thing, right? So, So we got to our seat that we haven't had to run to, thank God. And we're sitting there and I've already sort of told you what other people might be thinking of, of me and Ed whilst we're standing there. And um, Chesney smashed it out of the park, right? Now, now genuinely, I'm not just saying this. I, look, 90s pop is not my thing. It's not my thing. But Chesney and the boys, and I'm not just saying this because I'm biased, they genuinely delivered. It was, it was fucking brilliant. He, he, he did really well. But at this point, Bewitched are introduced, and I think I'll oh, fuck this. I, I, I fuck this straight off. So I've gone out and I've, I've gone for a fag, and they let you out, and you've got to piss about your tickets to get back in and all that. I've gone out for a fag, and um, I fucking I'm, I'm standing there smoking, and there's a, a a small group of birds there, right? And it must be about three birds uh, next to me, sort of about I say probably fifteen yards away, and. Uh, I'm smoking, minding my own business. And I could hear one of them say, Natalie, if I see her now, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking kill her. Right? <laughs> Again, right? Aggression. The, the fucking Liverpool is the city of aggression, right? <laughs> so, as you do, you have one ear on it, didn't you? So you smoke your fag and you, and you have an invested interest now as to how this is going to pan out. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, is she caught her mate with her boyfriend? Is she doing hardcore drugs? You know, what's the outcome here? So I'm listening, and she said, no, 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 no. Solf, listen, listen to what I'm about to say to you, right? The way that girl was dancing in front of me, right? I'm fucking telling you straight, I'll fucking kill the cunt. (laughs) So I'm thinking now, right? Now, I'm already thinking that Liverpool has an irrational fucking like ego about it where you've got to just fucking have a pop at everyone and anything in it. Like I'm convinced at this point that people of Liverpool could argue with themselves in their sleep, but I'm breaking this down and I'm thinking, right. So this girl that you're talking about is obviously part of your group of friends and you've come to a music concert and you're now talking about murdering one of your mates because she's dancing at said concert. And I'm thinking, fuck me, we've only had Chesney Hawks and fucking Bewitched. Like, what could go wrong? And that you're even forgotten from that bit as well, is that before we'd even got out, you'd even got out to have a cigarette, we were walking behind some other girl who went up to the security, because we had to walk quite a long way. Oh, yes, way. You, yes. You had to walk yes. quite a long way to get to the the area for smoking, and so he, you're walking ahead, and you went up to this um, this area where there was a woman, another woman talking to a security guard, and you just said to her, 
<clears throat> and I'm like, is there anywhere we can smoke? And then as you were talking to her, talking to him, the woman said to me, I oh, fucking hell, he was going to let me smoke out there until you two cunts turned up. And then she just walked <laughs> off. <laughs> so, honestly, I swear to God, right, listen, my nickname for Liverpool is Jeremy Carl's Green Room. Right? <laughs> to, to me, that's what Liverpool is. It's the most fucked up place where everyone just wants to have a pop at everyone all the what, fucking time. What so about, why, why is everyone so angry all the time? What, what about the cigarettes as well, then, before the game? With the bloke in the car park, I'm having. I'm gonna have two of those, fella. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so me and X, we, we've we've checked out of the hotel. We're walking towards the car with our bags. That's what I mean, mate. The examples are endless. And remember, remember, right? The examples are endless, but we've been there one night. <laughs> Keep that in mind, yeah. <laughs> so we're walking with our bags to the car. And this geezer, to be fair, he's, he's quite personable. He's, he's relatively likable. Come over to us. He's, uh, uh, you know, can, can I pinch a fag off your lar and all that? It's fucking like typical scouse ponds or whatever. So I said, yeah, go on, mate. Here you go. So he's, he's smoking and we're having a chat with him and uh, we're talking to him about, you know, typical me, really. I've delved in probably deeper than I should have done, gone straight into Hillsborough. And I've said, you know, <laughs> you know, how does everyone feel about Hillsborough and and, uh, I, and and to be fair he made a good case for himself because you know I, I, at times I can morph into Michael Parkinson and ask <laughs> some difficult questions right? so, sorry about that Taliban yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, but I can and, and, I, and I like do you know what I think you know I like general conversation small chit chat but actually you know, what I really like is just cutting to the fucking chase in life. Do you know what I mean? And just <laughs> cutting to the bone and, and, and seeing what's what. So I said to him, I said, uh, whilst he's smoking one of my fags, I said, uh, I said, mate, I said, um, what is it with, with Scousers? I said, you know, they seem to fucking hate everyone. I said, uh, you know, if we look at Hillsborough, for example, um, what what is the deal there? I said because obviously it was it was a massive tragedy, and fucking heartbreaking that so many people lost their lives. But what is and and this is my naivety coming through here. I said what is the the, the sort of um, uh, I suppose the story between um, the fans and the police and the papers and all that kind of stuff. And he, and to be fair. He, because I've always seen Liverpool as victims. I think as as most of uh, people do, you know, it, it, it's never our fault, sort of thing. And um, he said, "Well, do you know what?" He said, "When you get that far in a cup, he said, you as West Ham fans, if you think you could get into a ground, you would." And I agree with that because we've done it ourselves. I mean, West Ham fans done it. Where'd they storm X? They stormed turnstiles at, where'd they go? Uh, it was in, in the fir- Belgium, was it the 13 in the Europa League? And then and then there was, um, last year we were at one of them and they did it as well. Can't that's what, I, that's one, that's what I mean. So, so, so we can't, as West Ham fans, say that we wouldn't do it and haven't done it, because we have. So I do understand where he's coming from there. And he said, you know, when we when we stormed into to Hillsborough, to see the game. He said it was massively overpacked. And I said, well, I said, to be fair, mate, I said, why didn't you go back out then? Like, at what point does the penny drop that there's too many people in there and some good people amongst that group would go back out? And he said, mate, they shut the gates. They wouldn't let us out. And then I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is actually 
this is actually really bad. Like he is, to be fair, and I'm sure as his podcast suggests, I'm not the biggest fan of Liverpool and Scousers, but <laughs> the way he's telling this story, I can actually sympathise with what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he's saying they wouldn't let us back out again. And if you look at some of the images, which a lot of which were new to me, I mean, X, you knew about these images before I did, and you showed me some of them, and they're fucking heartbreaking. So you've got this, um, this fucking, you know, and and you know, the Sun newspaper. I, I mean, you told me X that Liverpool don't even stock the Sun anymore mm-hmm. because of the way they treated them during the Hillsborough disaster, and uh, I think they published. Um, headlines about Liverpool fans pissing on uh, other Liverpool fans because they couldn't get out to have a piss or whatever. It was a bit naughty, really. Um, but you got that, and um, you've got different disasters that, that that come their way. And then, of course, you've got you know Thatcher's Britain because it's well known fact that Liverpool really were the last city to have received any funding, to received any support, and really under a Conservative government, Liverpool suffered massively, especially under Thatcher. And um, I think collectively that's led to them saying, we want to be our own nation. We want to pull away from England. And I've got to say, you know, when I when I talk about my own experience of Scousers and the time I've spent in Liverpool, my overwhelming feeling really is, fucking let them do it. Fuck them off. I, I would say... Get a small part of maybe Digibooty and let him have that. <laughs> a bit harsh on Digibooty, I think. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, I feel guilty, to be honest. I feel guilty. I don't want to, you know, but you, you've got to upset someone. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can't all be winners. And I think, um, you know, somewhere like Digibooty, I think, where they're well out of the way, where they can fucking beat the shit out of each other for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> um, I think would suit uh, Scousers. Um, so how do you how do you feel about the fact that in this podcast award, like they've been nominated for the best podcast? The, I think looking at those podcasts, there, I would say our biggest rival to winning this award is the Anfield Rap. Well, first and foremost, I don't think we've got any chance because no. the Anfield Rap. When you look at their their fan base alone, it's much bigger than West Ham's. So mm. if it's a, if it's based on a voting system, you've got no fucking chance. Because mm. as much as I love West Ham, as much as West Ham are everywhere globally, we don't compare, sadly, to the global reach of Liverpool. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's not a waste of time. Um, and, you know, we could redo with everyone's vote and support, you know, just to, to, to give us a puncher's chance. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think if you look at the likes of Liverpool and Man United, for example, there's a, a hell of a lot of plastic fans. They're not proper fans. They're not from that way. They're glory hunters. You've got a lot of fucking, you know, Cockney Reds and all that bollocks. And you've got a lot of Liverpool fans that are from all over the place that, you know, don't really care about Liverpool, but they've bought into them because they've got certain players or whatever. They're not proper fans. Whereas with West Ham, we might have a smaller fan base, but if you support West Ham, you fucking support West Ham. You've bought into it. You love it. It's part of your DNA. So I would actually rather be part of a smaller fan base that loves West Ham rather than a bigger fan base where you get a lot of fucking Johnny come ladies. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, talk, you know, talking about, and again, we can continue 
on the unnecessary aggression, by the way. So after the gig... Have you actually said um, what the what the Hillsborough guy said to you about the facts? Or you've just told like well, what happened with the Hillsborough stuff? What do you mean? Well, why he was uh, why he was unnecessarily aggressive? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, do you want to tell that? <laughs> oh, you can, mate. This is your little right, right. rant. I feel right, like yeah, I won't do justice. So anyway, we're talking. So he's already ponced the fag off me, right? So uh, I'm talking to him whilst we're having this fag and. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, we're, we're talking uh, putting the wells to rights and we're talking about Hillsborough and the, the, the sort of dynamics between Scousers and everyone else and all this sort of stuff and it, to be fair it, it, you know it was a, a diplomatic conversation and then all of a sudden it goes to me and, and this is the difference X between Southerners and Northerners right if it's me and I wanted another fag I'd have gone, mate, I, you know, I hate to be a punt. I said, but, you know, could you do me a massive favour and just give me one more? Is that all right? I'll even pay you if you want, right? That's my go-to response in a scenario like that, right? Scousers, take this geezer. Now, remember, I've already given him a fag, right? He goes, out of nowhere, he goes, right, I'll have to take one more of those cigarettes, mate, if that's all right. <laughs> I don't think he even said if that's all right. I think he no, said... yeah, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No, no, I think you're right, mate. Actually, I think I'm, 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 I'm making him look better than he actually was. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, like straight away, I'm thinking, what the fuck? Like, is he mugging me now or what? <laughs> and, and I looked at my fags, and I had two left, and I, I said to him, mate, sorry, I've got two left. I need these. And then he's like, all right, lie, no problem, lie. And he fucking walked off. And I thought, I, do you know what, mate? I can't stomach these cunts. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, and, and this is where I'm potentially going to get myself into trouble. And uh, I'm taking a big gamble here, but I'm not a fan of Scousers, X, you know? I'm really? <laughs> really? I'm no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm really not. And, and do you know what? It, it doesn't even end there. I mean, again, remember, we're there one night in Liverpool. One night, and we've already given you all these examples as to why Scousers are fucking mental, right? So after the gig, we've met up with Chesney and his entourage and his family at a hotel for a piss-up, yeah? <clears throat> fucking loveliest people in the world. Loveliest people in the world. So we're having a, a drink in this and the other, and um, Chesney's son is called Indy, right? Fucking hell, this kid. He's got the world at his feet, X, hasn't he? He's a good-looking kid, 17, fucking got personality, probably a few bob behind him or whatever, plays in a band, fucking hell, can you imagine? I'm still wagging into a fucking sock at fucking 17. <laughs> anyway. This podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. The Dave Walker <laughs> Scouse sexual podcast has now uh, taken over the West Ham way. <laughs> All football content will resume at another date. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you actually look at the ratio of football content, I say, I'm, still, I'm still waiting to talk about the European game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god god you're right actually I bet, bet nip this in the bud pretty soon so anyway so we're on the piss with Ches and he's on it Raj <laughs> and uh, it got to about half one in the morning and Indy 
Chesney's son has said, oh, I, I fancy Mackie D's, right? I, I can't stress, right? Loveliest kid on the planet. So uh, me and X like, we haven't actually eaten, so we could fucking murder a McDonald's or something. So we said, Look, right, let's go. And we've gone to the McDonald's and we've sat down and there's a table next to us of birds, right? And like, you could literally lean over and touch them. I mean, we didn't. But I'm just letting you know sort of uh, spatial ratios here. They were very close to us. And uh, I got a, a, a big tasty with bacon because fucking it'd be funny. Why would you go to McDonald's and not get a big tasty in bacon if it's on the menu? X, done, uh, I don't know what you had. Um, Fuck those, mate. I was so drunk at that point. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah I, you was banging bubbles. I, can, I can vaguely remember going to McDonald's. So God knows what I had. Right, whatever, yeah, it, whatever it was didn't settle the stomach. That's <laughs> <what I> <laughs> So, yeah, so I don't know what you had. And then Indy had chicken selects. He had a chicken select meal. Now, he put the disclaimer out as we sat down. He said, guys, he said, uh, I don't want you to think I'm weird, but he he said, uh, I dip my chips in my milkshake, my chocolate milkshake. And I'm thinking, do you know what? That's not something I've ever really bought into. But that said, I do understand there is a bit of an underworld cult phenomenon with dipping your chips in milkshake. I mean, even McDonald's on April's Fool's Day released the fact that they were going to be producing milkshake dips for chips. And they wouldn't have done that unless everyone was doing it. So I get that. Now, where I became concerned is he then said, and I also put my chicken selects in my chocolate milkshake. And at that point, I'm like, nah, fucking hell, this is mental, right? So we're having this conversation. And these birds on the next table, right? Scousers, fucking loud as fuck as they often are. Um, one of them got up and she said, um, and again, like, again, I go back to the Southern and Northern comparison. Like if I, if I saw someone with a box of chicken selects and I've never had chicken selects before and I fancied it, I would say to that person, hello, mate, I, I'm really sorry to interrupt you. I said, um, I fancy some of them. I've been thinking about getting some chicken selects. Are they any good? Yeah, that's how I would approach it, right? But this fucking scouse bird, she goes, um, hey, she said, uh, that chicken, any good? Right, so um, Indy's gone, uh, yeah, not too bad. She said, is that proper chicken? <laughs> so he said, well, I, I hope so. <laughs> he said, I've just been eating it for the last 10 minutes. He said, no, 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 don't, you don't understand. He said, is that proper chicken or is it fucking knuckle chicken? And we looked at each other as if we say... I don't remember any of this. Do you not? No. And we looked at each other as if we say, what the fuck is she talking about? She, I remember her, but I don't remember this conversation. Yeah. She said, um, I said, I, I said, do what, mate? She said, is it chicken, proper chicken, or is it fucking knuckle chicken? I said, I said, are you talking about a chicken's knuckle being in the chicken? She said, yeah. I said, well, I, look, I, I don't know what they give you up here in Liverpool. I said, but down south, I said, no, I've never experienced that before. She said, right. So, is it any good or not? Again, aggressive. Like, <laughs> just, just ask me nicely, politely, if Indy's enjoying the chicken. But it's like everything is confrontational all the fucking time. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, whether she actually ended up getting chicken selects, I don't know. But that was a fucking mad experience as well. Um, <laughs> and I just think, honestly, 
My my overall assumption, uh, not assumption, my overall sort of uh, summary of Scousers is that if they want their own place to live and they won't sing the national anthem and they think everyone's against them and they think they're the fucking victims and they think that fucking, you know, Tory government's fucking terrible and, you know, whatever, just cut them away. Let, let them do their own thing. <laughs> Find them an island. Maybe even maybe even like a small spot on Canvey Island or something where they can just sort of fester amongst themselves and just beat the shit out of each other every day of their lives. Give him like a space, do you know what I mean? Ideally out of the country, to be honest. But my over my overriding feeling towards Scousers is I think we should fuck them off. And and do you know what? You can say that's offensive. But at the end of the day, that's what they want. So <laughs> I, I'm not even being disrespectful because that's what they fucking want. So is it, is, it, is it worth also adding a caveat here as to we've been nominated for the podcast awards? Guess where these podcast awards are being hosted? <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> and filled. So we have zero chance of winning this podcast award now. Yeah. By the way, love Anfield. Anfield's amazing. <laughs> yeah. These awards are at Anfield. So we've got to rock up there on the back of this podcast. Which might be a little bit fucking. Yeah. Oh god. So anyway, let's move on. So um, I mean, we was up What's with a football. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought it? <laughs> but I mean, we was up with chairs and 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 the gang to about fucking two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we, we was a little bit precious uh, come match day, but. The rest is history. Anyway, we opened up a Europa League campaign on Thursday against <laughs> Polar. Three uh, one. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It just seems so random to talk about this now after like twenty minutes of Scouse rant. <laughs> yeah, I know he's a little bit. Anyway, um, I mean, well, anyway, back at Polar. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, a free one. I just want to get through this now. I just want to get through this. Free one win. I'm, I'm reading this now. Free one win. Uh, a decent win, but did we make hard work of it? Ex? Oh well, do you know what? I absolutely hate Serbians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now let me spend twenty minutes telling you why. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we did, we did, we did make hard work of it. I, I think the, the problem was that we actually got complacent with it. I think we we maybe like we started off really well, played some good football. It was really like pleasing on the eye, and it was almost like we thought, all right, these are easy. We'll we'll be able to play our way around, and we'll get a goal and job be done. Type thing. I think we almost got a bit cocky. And I think that was shown by the the mistake by Bonner. You know, he just took too long on the ball felt he could spin around a bit you know it's all good I'm in control here and obviously he got robbed and and then we were right back against it 1-0 down it would have been a terrible result to lose to them because they're the ones we've got to pick up the three points against although I do think they're better than some people realise like they're smashing the Serbian league at the moment which has got some good teams there but I think it was only at that point the players suddenly thought right you know what shit we've got to actually start converting some of this good play into chances and thank, thankfully we did that and you know kudos scored I think the first goal's actually been given to him now so scored two goals Ward Prowse again creating everything and um, it was quite comfortable in the end but I think 
complacency was definitely at play for the for the reason. It took us so long to get going, but you know we got the win. We got a two goal goal difference in you know three to one. So it was it was a decent result. Job done. We move on, and we just need to make sure that um, we don't act so complacently against them next time. Yeah, I, I think Carl made a really good point as well. He said. Do you know what? It, it would take a mistake from West Ham for them to score. Yeah, yeah. Outside of a mistake, they wouldn't have scored. And they got a mistake and they did score. And um, I think, you know, as well as that, they defended valiantly. They they clubbed together. They made it hard to break down. Not saying they parked the bus, but it went a million miles off. And it made it quite difficult. And I think we lacked some real quality in that first half, but... Do you know what? Ultimately, we got the job done, didn't we? That's all that matters. Yeah, three points are on the board. You know, at the end of the day, that we need to get six points, I would say, from both those two games. You know, a draw out there wouldn't be the end of the world, depending on other results. But we certainly need to get three points at home against them. You know, the size of the club, I think, was shown by the fact that they only had about 30 fans there. You know, like, fair play to those that turned up. Yeah, I agree. Credit to them. but, But also, it does show the magnitude of the difference of the sizes of the two clubs between our, us yeah. and them. You know, we we, can't, we you know we took thirty thousand to Prague or whatever it was. We would take we would take far more to any of these away games if we had bigger allocations. But um, so it does show the difference in size of clubs, and you know financially we're much bigger and so on. So we needed to pick up three points against um, them at home, and I would like to think we'd get it away from home as well. If, if we can pick up possibly the three wins at home, then you only need to pick up. Maybe one win away in the European in the the three games and a, and a draw maybe or even just three draws or whatever you know it would be in the home games the important ones we got the three points and we sit um, top of the leagues already so we're just going to maintain that because it'd be really good for us to get into later stages and win this again because let's be honest that is our only route possible to Champions League football and if we're going to take West Ham on to a next level from where we've been before we've won the Conference League so the next step up is to either win a domestic trophy which realistically is not going to be the league so either the cup both either one of the cups or we win the Europa League and so we need to make sure we take this seriously and have a good league campaign um, so it, it's good that we did get those three points on the board a loss or not a win from that first game would have been a, would have been a bad start to that campaign so yeah happy days three points on the board great that Kudos scored a couple alright the first one wasn't I don't know how much he knew about that but the second one was a really good finish James Ward-Prowse creating constant opportunities for us as per which is really good great debut from Mavropanos um, I thought Piquet played well in that game as well so there was a lot of positives to take out in the end once we got going yeah can't really add to that mate can't really add to that okay this Saturday sees the dawning of a new era for the West Ham Way pre-match event before the Sheffield United game we will be at the Colour Factory alongside Mad Dog and awkwardly Scouser Ian Bishop <laughs> Because of me, he might not turn up. I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. <laughs> but we hope he does. I'm sure he will. And it should be a cracking event. And uh, we hope to see as many of you there as possible. Okay, let's see what X has for us this week. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.